Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Well, we're back. We did Season it. Two. Season two. Hi, Kristen. Here we are. I didn't think it was going to happen, <laughs> to be totally honest. But we surpassed... We came past all the haters and said, sorry, guys, we're back. We're going to do another season. (laughs) We have so many haters. Uh, Yeah. Well, thank you, patient, lovely, beautiful listeners of The Booze Hustle. Uh, I know it feels like a thousand years since we last uh, released an episode, but here Mm -hmm. we are again. Um, You know, I've been I've been busy. You've been busy. You have been. That's true. First, let's introduce you. Uh, Okay, so everyone, this is Kevin Bartelt. That's right. (laughs) <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm the producer of the show. It's very nice to meet you. I also edit all the episodes. Yeah. Kevin's um, the reason that this show actually sounds as good as it does. Uh, if it you. was just me, I actually people ask me all the time. They're like, wow, how do you how do you make um, time to do that? edit?" I'm like, I absolutely do not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a fun show to work on. I, I work primarily in the comedy world in Los Angeles. And this is the one show I work on that is just like has no connection to like dumb, silly improv and like stand up stuff. <laughs> and uh, it's fun getting to like poke my head in in a world where I'm like interested in. I like to drink and I like learning about drinking. And so it's fun to like edit these episodes and learn about what everything that goes into it. And and Kevin's being super humble right now. He works on a thousand podcasts and he 100% does not have to work on this one. <laughs> so the fact that he even does this and it's like, he's like, this one has nothing to do with anything else because it's like, so not even on the radar. <laughs> That's why I like it though. It's fun. Like I like hearing people talk about a thing that I have like no connection to, especially like you kind of get stuck in like your bubble out here with like, you just talk to five other people that have like the same job as you. And then when someone's <laughs> like, this is my roommate, he's studying to be a doctor. Everyone's like, what's that like? And they're like, why did I come to this like weird improv party? Oh my um, God. So yeah, it's fun. I love this show. Did I ever tell you my roommate in, in Chicago, one of my roommates was an improv and he used to make, and not, we we share a mutual friend, Tawny, who also did improv, but she was very yep. good at it. But yes, I had a roommate named Brad for a little while who did improv and it, it was terrible. Yeah. Bad improv could be like its own jury duty. Like it's Oof. it's it's uh, very sobering. And then you kind of, <laughs> you know, a lot of existential crisis is happening, both mm. for the improvisers and for the people in the audience there's a lot of like what's the meaning of life what am i doing well what choices did i make that caused Mm. me to get here so 
Good improv is euphoric and fun to watch and very funny. And bad improv is there's truly nothing like it. Yeah. No, I spend like the last 10 minutes being like, what on earth am I going to say to this person without just like completely lying to their face, but also like not talking at all about what I just saw. Uh, Usually it's like, wow, you did it. Great show. (laughs) Yep. You can confidently say you did it. You got up on the stage just like (laughs) saying all the things that are true. You got up there and I was here and I watched you do what you did. And now we're talking outside of the venue. Yep. And that happened. Let's go get a drink. Uh, (laughs) Let's go do the fun thing. I kind of feel like that sometimes I do a lot of um, seminars. Like I just did a, a whiskey seminar um, a couple of months ago, I did a bunch of whiskey seminars, but one of the ones I did a couple of months ago was at a place called the Owl Shop in New Haven, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And they have this um, really cool setup where you can actually like smoke cigars in there. It's like one Ooh, of the oldest fun. bars. And so they're like grandfathered into cigars, mm-hmm. which if you don't like smoking, it sucks. But um, but they have like a stage in the back. And I was back there to do the whiskey seminar and everyone's in these like leather recliners with, you know, their whiskey. And it was very cool. And I was on stage and my instincts immediately were like, stand up comedy. I'm yeah. <laughs> such an idiot. <laughs> you have like, a lot of like extrovert improv stuff that you have to do with your job. Editing season mm-hmm. one, there's a lot of like stories of, oh, and then when we went to this event or like judging like competitions and stuff, you mm-hmm. talked a little bit about in this season. I was just like, this job is a lot more like, I mean, obviously like bartending. It's just like you're. So much of it is just talking to people. Make no mistake, Kevin. I am an ex- extrovert for money. Yes, I am an yes. Introvert <laughs> in life, like the the there is a big a profitable extrovert. Yeah. Oh yeah. People think I'm a I'm such a blast. Like they're all we should hang out. Be like no, because in yeah. real life you would not like me as much. <laughs> that's as actually, that's a good point. Like the assumption is like oh you know well you're a bartender. I I hate saying that too. It's like. You know, people getting like customers getting annoyed. It's like, you know, okay, I guess we're done talking. It's like, I'm at work, dude. Like, let, yeah. you know, let that person do their job. Oh, that's just like the reason that guys are is hitting on women bartenders and think that they're into them. It's like, no, yeah. sir, they're being yeah. nice to you because yep. it's their job. I mean, absolutely. Sometimes they're hitting on them. I mean, I mm-hmm. certainly flirted from behind the bar, but like, not always. Sometimes I was just being nice. It's weird how quickly it like turns into like therapy for some people like, well, you wouldn't believe what just happened to me. It's like Mm -hmm. there's eight people behind you in line. This isn't the (laughs) time for your life story. But yeah, yeah, it's very impressive to see the 15 different jobs that bartenders have to do. I don't know how people do it. It's true. Well, I, I, I think it's probably now is a good time to talk a little bit about this season uh, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, because we have definitely um, thought about, you know, as we grow as a podcast, like kind of stretching out a little bit. So um, definitely going to be in the interview format like last year. So going to talk to a lot of really cool people. Um talked to a lot of great people already. Um, but, you know, there's going to be a couple people along the season that maybe are not directly in the wine and spirits industry, um, but they're people that are really interesting. And I met mm-hmm. them kind of because of my job. Um, and then there's an episode where we review a local winery, which <laughs> went off the rails. <laughs> I know. I can't wait to listen. You just sent the audio. I got to, I'm excited yeah. to, to listen to it. We had high hopes. We had high hopes. And, um, not for the wineries. The wineries, I had low to mediocre expectations, but I yeah. had high hopes of like getting to a bunch of them. And really, mm-hmm. we were so demoralized by one, we just, we went to one. <laughs> <laughs> that could be all it takes sometimes. 
Yeah. One one tough one, but um, one tough one. Yeah. Um. It's yeah. It's fun listening to like you, seeing the connections, even with like people not in the wine and spirits world of just like having your own op your operation that you're managing as you know all of the challenges that come with that and like trying to like grow it and you know get mm -hmm. the word out is super fascinating hearing like different people's you know struggles and how they overcome them i feel like it's pretty relatable yep and i also um i, I feel bad because we were supposed to launch these episodes like two months ago three months mm -hmm. ago but uh, you know, life, kids, it it, uh, it sweeps you up when you have a full-time job and you're trying to do this uh, as a side yeah. hustle. We both um, had our own struggles. I had a, I bought a house six months ago and had an immediate house fire. Um, so I dealt with that. Um, oh, my God. Yep. Portable cell phone uh, charger exploded in my garage when I was sleeping. So I told Kristen a few weeks before, excited to record these episodes and then had a you know, called her a couple weeks later and was like, so I'm kind of dealing with the thing. So yeah, like literally my new house just burned down. So yeah. So yeah. we're, yeah, we had our own things we were to, that caused a little, <laughs> little bit of a delay, but all is good now. Everyone's, you know, everyone's fine. So, um, moral yeah, of the story, put your portable cell phone chargers in a fireproof box. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Our house or is now don't covered in fireproof backpacks and boxes and stuff now. I did uh, that because apparently they can explode um, while you're sleeping. Yeah, um, I'm, yeah, yeah. Well, it's fucking terrible, Kevin. I'm sorry about that. It's still awful. You're, and you're probably thinking, listener. Hopefully, this guy brings up personal tragedies quickly in the episode, <laughs> and I'm glad I uh, could bring that service to people in my oh intro my to meeting the producer <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the show kevin <laughs> <laughs> everyone's excited <laughs> yeah Woo. everyone's ready to drink oh no well let's see what else what else did we do over the the break oh i took the uh w set level three for spirits which occupied 99.9 .9 of my brain space yeah um i just so challenging that. Hearing you, hearing you talk about it too. I mean, it obviously like makes sense. Like how every field there is like so much certification that goes into it. It's not just, you know. I think the assumption with like a lot of industries is like, oh, you just kind of show up and you figure it out. It's like that is part of it, but there's also like if you want to do it well, you know, you have to take classes. You don't just like, you know, get to show up and be like, I'm ready to do the thing now. It's like, no, oh that's God. not how most jobs work. <laughs> no, and like this this test specifically, like uh, it's the hardest test I've ever taken. Yeah. Um, it had chapters on things and concepts that like in the world I'm in now, mm -hmm. I've never even touched. So like entire units on Asian spirits. I have a fundamental understanding of Asian spirits, but like- yeah. Do I know anything about Baiju before this class and the 13 different types? No. Yeah, uh, so wild. Most people don't. And like, sure. Kevin, you have to know like every still that is used to make spirits in the world, the type of still, how it works, the different like pieces of it, what they do, how they control fractions of, you know, the, the vapor how they get to the different parts of the spirit. Like it's bananas. And I'm not a science person. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm a writer. I'm a nerd, you know, like I, I'm, yeah. So it was, it was hard. Uh, Absolutely. Do not want to do it again. So cross your fingers that I passed. 
the the memorization for that is like its own superpower and just for context hearing you say that i went to the gym today and the guy next to me almost fell off the treadmill texting so you know everyone has their own everyone has their own struggles you know it could be memorizing 13 different types of asian spirits it also could be uh texting and walking oh my god very remedial skills I literally walked around with flashcards for like three months. I was such a buzzkill. Um, my daughter was like, do you love your flashcards more than playing with us? And I'm like, oh, God. no. There is nothing I, I would rather be doing less no. than memorizing these flashcards. Yeah, it's terrible. Oh, gosh. Um, Back what to else? school. What else? Um, selling booze. Still selling booze on that hustle. Had a lot of really crazy stuff happen recently with my job. Uh, so it's been on like a, an 11 Wow. So, yeah. So finding the time has been the ultimate challenge, but um, I'm really yeah. glad we're here and I'm glad Me that too. we're getting to like, you know, yuck it up. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for the season. Can I tell you a really funny story really quick? Okay. Wait. So I'm, I'm wearing, I just realized cause I'm, I'm watching myself in the, in the zoom. I'm mm-hmm. wearing a poetic justice um, Tupac sweatshirt. Yep. And I wore, I just realized I own this now in a t-shirt as well. <laughs> just to oh, really? me. I went to a dinner for work like a month ago. Yeah. And I'm wearing a suit jacket, very profesh, but a Tupac t-shirt underneath. And then like dress pants and like fancy shoes. Yeah. And at this event, the guy goes, this one of the people at this dinner I'm with, um, one of our partners goes, Who's that on your shirt? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this picture. Like, yeah. It's an iconic picture. Yeah. And I was like, are, are you serious? He's like, no, who is that guy? And I'm like, oh my it's gosh. Tupac? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't know. You you got, you're too cool for us. And I was like, uh, wow. Oh my God. What it's planet am I on? Pretty humbling having those moments with people who are like going back home and then the most famous musician, current musician is on TV. And then my parents are just like, and who's this young man? It's like, Drake? This, man, this man's very talented. <laughs> oh, wow. This man could sing. It's uh, pretty cringy. He's going to be weird, very famous. <laughs> I had a weird t-shirt experience over the summer where um, I've been kind of cosplaying as like a uh, smoking meat eater motorcycle dude, which I am none of those things. <laughs> um I've been buying what? a bunch of t-shirts of things that I like do not participate in. Um, <laughs> like I bought a, a Harley Davidson shirt and um, a- Why? For, uh, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it was connected to the fire and I was just like, I need to be like this big new guy. And I don't know. Oh my God. Um, it's kind of fun though. I like finding these like cheap shirts that I don't smoke. I'm a vegan and I've never ridden a motorcycle. And- um, <laughs> So I like buying shirts that it's like, to me, it's funny because it's like, I don't do that. That's a very, that's a very niche aesthetic that you have going on, which is Mm -hmm. like the opposite. Like, I'm going to dress up as the thing I'm not. Yeah. It's It's kind of fun. I think I've just been, and maybe it's, you know, coming up on three years of looking at yourself on Zoom. I think (laughs) I was just bored wearing like the same five shirts every day and was like, it'd be funny if I started wearing stuff that I have no connection to. So bought a bunch of cigarette shirts and um, (laughs) going to buy some like Chicago beef shirts uh, when I go home (laughs) uh, for the holidays. Well, there's nothing wrong with Chicago beef. 
Um, mm-hmm. I will say like, I, I do identify with that though, you know, just getting bored with your clothes. Like this year I've gone through this like journey to just, I don't know, I'm getting weirder as I get older. And that's <laughs> why too. I was actually, <laughs> yes, that's what happens. <laughs> I think you just stop fucking caring. Yeah. Um, but that's why I was wearing a Tupac shirt at a work dinner yeah. and I was talking to somebody about it after and he was like, I told my wife that you were in a Tupac t-shirt and she was like, is that appropriate? And he's like, Yeah. That's what cool people wear. <laughs> Hell yeah. Absolutely. Like, yeah, they do. that's right. Yeah. Um, I, I did look professional. For for those that happen to listen to this podcast that I work with, I looked very professional. I just mm-hmm. had a Tupac t shirt under my suit jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I like Lord. picturing you entering the room and everyone's whispering. What is this that? This Tupac? Why is why is she wearing that? Listen, I'm a personality. I'm not yeah. I don't fit in a box. I like to think people like me because I'm memorable sometimes when I'm being paid to be. (laughs) Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So should we talk about some booze stuff? Sure. I don't know. What do you think? I had some friends unexpectedly over, and I wanted to ask you, I know you've talked about this before, but just like good staples to have at your house, because Mm. I got roasted pretty hard for not having like a specific rum. Like I had one rum, and he was like, why don't you have the other one? I was like, there's more than one. He was like, exactly. You should have more. Um, And I was like, I didn't even invite you over. You just kind of like (laughs) appeared. (laughs) <laughs> like who are you <laughs> who brought you here oh that's Picky rude we, that friend sounds lame yeah i invited uh, him over for thanksgiving and he said we'll see so uh, these are the kind of people in my life um nice. but i was wondering 
like I know you've talked a little bit about like good basics to have at your place, but I feel like I could use selfishly a little bit of a refresher of like a few things that are good when friends that you didn't invite over come over <laughs> and then start going, what do we have here? And it's like, get out of here. Do you know what though? Okay, uh, unpopular opinion. Yeah. Uh, and I actually interviewed somebody this season um, who has this really beautiful platform um she's known as the cocktail snob and mm -hmm. i imagine if i went to her house she would be the best entertainer of all time because yeah. like the glassware is perfect it's like everything is beautiful and you know the garnishes are perfect and you know and, and a lot of that's for social media but also i feel like i would walk in there and she would like set me up um but unpopular opinion like have what you want like don't worry about other people. If someone's coming to your house, you could ask them what they drink and then you could get something for them. I think it's if you're not going to be drinking a lot, because this also happens where you buy stuff and then you don't drink it and it sits in your house for three years. Yes, I have a couple people, of those. Yeah. And it's mm -hmm. like everyone thinks that booze doesn't go bad, but like it, it, it does if you're not yeah. drinking it and it's open for years. Yeah. And there's nothing worse than having someone come over and you're making a cocktail with like three-year-old mm -hmm. i don't know something that has like a high sugar content but like it's probably not great anymore so mm -hmm. i don't know my, my tip is ask people what they like and then within reason you can populate your house with some of those things um otherwise just have what you want i mean you can't go wrong with having a bottle of whiskey at all mm -hmm. times um a bottle of really good reposado tequila most people aren't going to turn their noses up at that if they're like good drinkers your friend with the rum, I mean, I'm a rum stan for mm -hmm. sure, but I would just not drink the rum I don't like. I would never be like, how dare you not have two, three different yeah. kinds of rum here? <laughs> it's just absurd. Um, Luxardo cherries are always good to have on hand, right? Oh, great. Yeah. Those you could so always good. make, I mean, with whiskey and a bottle of bitters, mm -hmm. you could make cocktails. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm like whacking my microphone here. <laughs> this is the Italian problem. I, I immediately want to like throw <laughs> the my Italian dilemma. God. No, but if you have like a good bottle of bitters, right? Yeah. And you have Luxardo cherries, mm -hmm. you can reasonably make simple syrup whenever you need it and make like a three ingredient cocktail with a base spirit. Yeah. Always keep some fruit, like some limes and some lemons. And I mean, and then just like one bottle of spirit, you can make so many things. And I'm sure you have a mixers already, but like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think people should, unless they're big drinkers, unless you're entertaining all the time, uh -huh. I advise against building a bar because it just, nobody wants a crusty four-year-old gin <laughs> cocktail with yeah. a bottle of vermouth. Just collects dust. That's Ugh. a good point. Um, my dad's a big drinker and whenever they throw, my family throws parties, I feel like he, it, he goes into like interview mode of like, now your college roommate, like what were his kind of go-to drinks? And I was just <laughs> like, uh, beer, I guess. But um, he does that a lot because I think it's the same thing. He doesn't want just a bunch of bottles collecting dust mm -hmm. at their place. So he's just like, I want to know what each person likes and I yep. can just get those things and then I won't. And similar, then you... Also, like you're not overspending of like I spent five hundred dollars on alcohol when I could have spent like one fifty and all of that would have been consumed. Now I have like, you know, five hundred is probably dramatic, but you yeah. don't have to you don't deal with like buying a bunch of, you know, extra stuff that you never even use. I'm also a big fan of like telling people to bring what they want to drink. Yeah. 
unless you want a cocktail, tell me mm-hmm. what spirits you like, and then I'll have stuff on hand to make you a drink. Mm-hmm. Or just bring whatever you want to drink. I think most people are amenable to that because there's nothing worse than showing up at like a house party and having like a bunch of weird shit you don't drink there. And then you're like, eh, I don't know. I don't want yeah. a white Zen cooler. Thank you, though. <laughs> um, or I don't know. I, you know, and like I love my friends. They drink um, box wine on the day to day. Like, cause there's, there's good box wine out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't. I don't hit the box wine, but I don't hit the wine very hard these days either. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know, bring what you want. Uh, my only real advice about spirits and, and like keeping it for entertaining is like vermouth goes in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. It does not stay out. It goes bad. It needs to be refrigerated and it it will go bad in like two weeks if you leave it at room temperature. So think about like every single bar you go into, Kevin, and you look in the back bar and you see a bottle of martini and Rossi sitting back there. <laughs> that's supposed to be in a refrigerator. Yeah. Just, that's why the drinks taste like garbage. I have a different question for you. I, you know, I work, like we said, mostly in comedy, and I see a lot of cringy questions being asked to people in comedy about working in comedy. <laughs> um, uh, I'll I'll probably come up with some, I probably should have thought of that earlier. Some just <laughs> very, just very like weird. Like, so do I have to be doing stand up like seven nights a week? Or like, if I write one joke, mm. trying to like out formula comedy to be like, if I do this equation, does that equal success? And I see, mm. you know, understandably, vets kind of roll their eyes at it and be like, you're asking without saying it, like you're asking the wrong questions. Are mm-hmm. there questions in the booze world? that you don't like getting people in your industry or just like friends and stuff. Are there questions people ask where you're like, I wish people would stop, you know, especially like I work in podcast, the amount of times I have to explain that, like, it's not a radio show <laughs> um, to, you know, my grandma and every aunt and uncle I've in the world. Wait, it's um, not. This is not on the radio. But that's the oh, tricky shit. thing. It's like it can be, I guess, <laughs> but it shouldn't be. I don't know. Um, so are there, are there questions like that you're just tired of um, getting? And similarly, or contrastly, rather, are there questions that you wish? I wish people asked that one more. Hmm. Yeah, Let me, oh, that's a that's a really good question. You know, it used to bother me, but it doesn't bother me anymore is people used to assume when I told them arguably my job is really hard for people to kind of understand because the normal person going Mm -hmm. through their everyday life, they see a brand, they buy it. That brand is the company they're buying it from. Like the system that I work in is very complicated. We have a lot of layers in it. Yeah. And I'm literally just in one of the layers. Yeah. So like I used to be asked about like, Oh, so do you know, uh, or you work for this winery? So do you also sell this, or can mm-hmm. you get me one of these? Yeah. And it's 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 kind of like no, <laughs> yep. or um, I also do a lot of events, and I think um, it doesn't bother me anymore because I'm older and I just don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. But I, I think there was a time, probably ten years ago, where I'd be doing an event and someone w- would assume that I'm like a a, a hired promo girl. Yeah. Just because like in our industry, like it's skewed in the business side of things a little bit more men. 
Mm-hmm. And when you see women in the like, industry and they're wearing a pretty dress and they're like standing behind a table with a bottle, people go, oh, they're like a promo model or something. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I'm a mo- saying I'm a model, but like, you know, they think I'm like an agency being paid to stay there. They used to bother me. I'd be like, sure, bitch, no, like I know <laughs> shit. Like I, I, I work for the brand, but yeah. like it does that actually doesn't bother me anymore because people just don't. They're just asking. They don't they don't they have no know. idea. No, they don't care. They don't know. Mm -hmm. They're just, they ask it a question. I don't have to make it about me. I just, I wish people were more comfortable being open-minded. I think by the time somebody is in their late 20s, they have these fully formed ideas about Mm -hmm. what they know and they stick to it. And like the more I learn now, the more I realize like, shit, I know nothing and I know more than most. And there's like this whole big world out there to explore with like flavor profiles and um, things people can pair with and, you know, just like exploring and just not getting stuck in your rut, you know? Yeah. I wish people just would get out of their ruts and like start trying new things and take all these stupid associations that people have with like gender and booze. Like there's no women drink. There's no man drink. There's no like, you know, um, multicultural drink, whatever the fuck that is. Like, that's in general. I mean, but that's, you know, people only have so much bandwidth and like I'm a, a small percentage, right? This is pretty niche, like wine and spirits industry. Mm-hmm. But but in general, like, I don't know, most people are involved in it in one way or the other. They're consuming. Yeah, they consume it all the time. And it it is interesting once you learn about it. I think it, this is probably true with like a, a lot of fields as well. It's like once you learn a little bit about it, you learn there's so many different parts that go into it. It's not just like mm-hmm. Kristen makes the booze and then she goes to the bar and then she sells it and then she goes home and it's like, no, there's like 40 different people, 40 different jobs that go into like just that one thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I wish people would stop asking me for limited stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give you all, all the secrets. Um, Listen, if I could get the limited stuff for myself, I would. Yeah. I don't have like, you know, I know the people, but I can't get you the things. I do get a lot of texts about like, can you get me a bottle of this special blah, 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 blah. It's like, yes. no, man, no, I can't. That reminds me of an early season one thing, which is uh, uh, another question I had. I really enjoyed the conversation about bar horror stories of like <laughs> people not figuring out splitting the the bill before you're now part of this family conflict as they're like, well, you know, the Mm. dad should be paying. It's like, well, hold on. Well, I want you guys flew and all this. And you're just sitting there like, why am I now? Like, I don't, I don't need to be part of this. Um, Mm -hmm. The ways customers trip over themselves is like, it's all, it could be its own Olympic sport. Like it's, there's (laughs) quite a beauty to it. Are there other things that you think like customers could be doing a better job? No, the customers are perfect. (laughs) every customer is perfect and i've loved all of them equally i'm asking too many questions about like and how else do the customers fuck up (laughs) i think i just see it a lot no just like just be a good human being i've 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 adopted a couple philosophies this you know over the years Mm -hmm. that i think are very helpful one is treat a stranger, especially someone who's giving you a really hard time in the moment. Yeah. We all get, we're all like, especially after COVID, everyone was in their bubble for so long. They came out, nobody knows how to act like a normal human anymore. Yeah. But like, instead of getting frustrated in that scenario, in the target checkout line or the post office or the airplane, 
where your immediately go go to is like rampage mode, defensive fight the world. Treat the person you're in that moment with like someone in your family, maybe a confused grandparent, you know, use the same type of patience and uh, just take a deep breath and, and just be like, it's not that serious. It's it's really not that serious. Like at the end of the day, like people act like assholes, whatever. Um, that's one. So being a good person. And then like two is I've really started to think a lot about um, people when I talk to, they irritate me for some reason, you know, whether it's like somebody I'm training or somebody I'm um, working with and we're arguing about things. And like my de facto is just to get frustrated and be like, oh my God, they're an idiot. And like be like, no, 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 you know, because I know stuff. I know I don't know shit. Nobody knows anything. We all <laughs> think we know everything, right? But like my my new thing is I take a step back and I consider what the person's saying and I pretend that mm-hmm. they're the smartest person I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> because when you talk to somebody who's smarter than you, yeah. You give them so much more time to establish their point, say what they're trying to say. You listen. You try to find the positive in what they're they're saying because you intrinsically think they're smarter than you. So like, okay, there's something here of value. I have to find it. So I try to do that with people, even if I think they're dumb, (laughs) which is terrible. But Or if I disagree with what they're saying, I'm like, this is the smartest person I've ever met. I'm going to approach them as this, Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to act with curiosity. I'm going to be curious about what they're saying and ask questions as Mm. opposed to telling them they're wrong or telling them why I think it's not right or what I think would be different or better. I I just ask questions about where they're getting that from because oftentimes you'll get people to get around to it on their own anyway if you Mm -hmm. ask the right questions. I know we've deviated here, but like these are just basic human being things (laughs) like how to be better at everything in life. <laughs> so much of it just kind of comes down to like human interaction. Like one of the episodes in season two that I was enjoying was just like a conversation about, I mean, and you were talking about it earlier, spending months and months and months like learning about all these different alcohols. And, you know, you've said several times, which is very true. It's just like it kind of comes down to not being an asshole. It's just like, you know, you want to. I guess I would say if you are with a group of people and someone you are with is being shitty to a waiter or like, you know, a bartender or something, call them out or pull them aside and be like, (laughs) what are you doing? Like, you're embarrassing. Um, Or, you know, realistically, it's probably like a rogue family member where it's like, can we stop inviting cousin Dave? Oh, my God, Dave. You know, every family has a Dave. And that is the one (laughs) thing though that like i can't get past is people that are rude to service people it says so much about your fucking character yeah they it it, the fact that you in your mind are a monarch Mm -hmm. and they are subservient to you this idea that like i left my house your job is to take care of me it's like no it is not. it's embarrassing um should we talk about our holiday episode yeah, we're recording I'm it excited. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, yeah, spoiler alert that we haven't actually done it yet. But um, I thought it would be fun uh, for us to do an episode where we talk about uh, drinks that you could make for the holidays, what your go-tos are. Maybe we're each going to talk about our favorite drink that we do on the holidays. Or maybe we're just going to drink. I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. But it's <laughs> going to be fun. Yeah. So um, tune in for that. 
Um, and then, um, yeah, I'm really excited about this season. I've I found some um, really interesting people who have great stories and um, looking forward to sharing them all. Me too. I'm excited. They're great episodes. I think the listeners are really going to enjoy them. Yeah. Ooh. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks, Kev, for saying hi and introducing yourself. Um, friends, if you like this podcast, uh, share it with a friend. We have an email, uh, theboozehustle at gmail.com. If you have suggestions for uh, episodes that we should do or people that I should interview, I'd love to to hear your thoughts on that. Also, you can rate and review the show. It's been fun seeing. I just looked today and there was a bunch more like five-star reviews with like some very complimentary descriptions of the show. It was fun uh, reading through those. So if you liked season one, you know, throw us a five-star review. Yeah. And if you don't like this show, don't review it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't review it and uh, keep listening, I guess. (laughs) Scroll on. (laughs) You're in the wrong place. Scroll on. All right. Well, thanks, Kevin. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.